scripture today. This is from 1 Peter chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Therefore prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. Set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring to you when he is revealed. Like obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance. Instead, as he who called you to be holy, as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. For it is written, you should be, shall be holy, for I am holy. If you invoke his father, the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. That like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flowers of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was announced to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, it is great to be with y'all on this uh, New Year's Day. So happy, happy New Year's. Uh, it is a time for new things, for a fresh start. It's a, we are in a, a, a new period of the church year that started with Advent, but now we celebrate it today. It's, it's Epiphany Sunday where we remember the visit of the Magi to the, to the baby Jesus and the new thing that God did in revealing the truth of God to the Gentiles. Uh, it is a new day at, uh, for, for work, for school years, no doubt. You were thinking about how you were going to live in 2017 that was a little bit different from 2016. This is the day for resolutions. Uh, who here has made a New Year's resolution? All right, A few who will be willing to admit it. Uh, how many of you have already done something this morning for your New Year's resolution? A few of you as well. Um, this is a time for new starts. Uh, and, and if you're like me, this is how the resolutions will go. Uh, you'll decide that you're going to do these things. You know, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to finally get in shape. This year, I am going to read more, maybe even read the Bible and pray more. This year, I'm going to be, this is the year that I'm going to learn a new language. And you get off to a good start. And pretty soon, you're taking that language class and you hit the irregular verbs and, and you give up. Or... You're working on getting organized, and then you're doing great, and then you have a really busy week, and it all falls apart. You're working hard. You're, you're in that packed-out New Year's gym, and then as the weeks trudge on and it gets harder to get up in the morning, you kind of, of fade away, and pretty soon you're not going like you were before. 
Um, you start off reading the Bible and praying, and then soon you find yourself sort of growing lax, and you forget a day, and you say, I'll, I'll start again. And these New Year's resolutions that you've made, maybe they begin to slip. Now, I like New Year's resolutions. I think they're a good way for us to, to ask what it means for us to, to be renewed, for us to start new habits, to begin good things. But there is a problem, or a couple of problems with New Year's resolutions. Uh, the one is that our willpower may simply not be enough in those ways that I just described. You, you begin on a good course, but then you find that you're just not able to sustain it, or you just don't sustain it, and your willpower fails. Or maybe you're great. You begin this New Year's resolution and you do exactly the things that you set out to do. But if you really examined your life, you would realize that your discipline in one area is not met with discipline in other areas of your life. Maybe you exercise every morning at 5 a.m., but you can't control your temper. Maybe your house is perfectly organized, but you never seem to find time to read your Bible. Uh, and we find out that our willpower, it's, it's limited in its scope. Even the most disciplined of us aren't disciplined in every area of our lives. And so the first danger of resolutions is we discover our, our will on its own is not enough. The other danger is this, that we, uh, that we can begin to think that we are self-made. You know, I've made this decision, I'm going to do this thing, and if I do it, I become arrogant. I say, look, you know, look at all, I'm a very disciplined person, I do all the things like I'm supposed to do. And we start to think that we are people of our own making, not realizing the circumstances and situations in our lives that have made us able to be the people that we are. Or maybe the opposite thing happens. You make this resolution, and you fail, and you begin to say, well, I'm worthless, and I can't seem to give it up, get it together, and so you just give up. And both of these dangers with New Year's resolutions come from the same source. And the source is that it, they lead us to think that we are people of our own making. They're entirely one-sided. It's just about self-improvement, what we can do to make ourselves better. But what we're offered in the gospel... And what we're offered in the passages that we have read today is something more than self-improvement. It is a different kind of renewal. It is covenant renewal. And this is the way that God works with his people from the very beginning. God makes covenants. And what a covenant is, is first, it's God's decision. God calls Noah, and God calls Abraham, and God calls the people of Israel again through Moses. God calls Israel through David. And God says, this is who I am, and this is what I am going to do. I am making a covenant with you, and now it is up to you to follow. It is up to you to respond. The kind of renewal that we read in scripture is the renewal that begins not with our self-improvement, but with the action of God in our lives. The action that then enables us to respond. Consider the scriptures that we read today. First, it was from Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. Where does it start? Where does that prayer start? Where does our renewal start there? It starts with a declaration of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. It begins with God, and then we respond by loving God. 
And then in the psalm, happy are those whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season. So where do we produce fruit and then we delight in the Lord? No, it goes the other way around. We delight in the Lord and we delight in God's law and God's word to us, and then the fruit is produced. We don't repent so that the kingdom of God we come, comes. We repent because the kingdom of God has come. That was the reading from Mark. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. It's not our actions that are meriting God's response to us. No, God has loved us. God has acted on our behalf. God has chosen us. And because God has loved us first, we love God in return. That is what covenant renewal looks like. The steadfast love of God to us. In the passage we read from Peter, he says this, you have been born anew. Now here's the thing I've noticed about birth. Um, We don't give birth to ourselves, right? Uh, If you are born, it is coming from another source. And for Peter, that source is the hope that we have set on Jesus Christ. In the beginning of the passage that we read, we read this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Our renewal doesn't begin with our self-improvement. It doesn't begin with our decisions and our resolutions. The renewal that is offered to us from God is a renewal that comes through Jesus and his life the new birth that he offers us. And so when we are renewed in our covenant, it is by looking back to what Christ has done for us in his life and on the cross and in his resurrection. And it is by looking forward to what God will bring to completion in Christ on the last day. We have on the one side resolutions and all the temptations that we have to say, this is the year I make myself better. But if we hear the word of God to us, in the covenant. The word to us is that God has chosen us, that God is offering to renew us, and it is up to us not to make ourselves into the people that we want to be, but to say yes to God and the kind of people that God wants us to be. And so the beginning of our work in doing that is by lifting up our lives to God, by confessing to God, Lynn is going to come forward and she's going to to lead us in a prayer of confession. I want you to take this time to um, consider your life, consider your walk with God, and ask how God wants to renew you. And as we pray, there will be some times of silence, and that's a time for you to, to search your own heart, to ask God to show you those places in your life, in your life where you need to be renewed. So as Lynn comes forward, let's pray together. As God's covenant people, we are in covenant with God alongside people all over the world. We are one body because there is one Lord. And when we talk about repentance and prayers of repentance, and we hear the word repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. We think, you know, repentance is feeling so sorry for what we have done. But in truth, repentance 
is a willingness to allow God to change us. Not looking on our past wrongs, but looking forward to a new future, to the ways in which that we can walk in line with God into the future. As we begin this brand new day of a brand new year, I'm going to invite us uh, to enter into a time of prayer, and I will guide us through our prayers of how we can be in more, more in line with what God is doing in the greater world and in the world around us and in our own lives. Um, as we pray this prayer of confession and repentance. And remember that when Jesus cursed the fig tree for producing no fruit, it wasn't because the fig tree had done something wrong. It was because the fig tree had done nothing at all. And so as we go into this time of prayer, I want to invite us to close our eyes. You'll be given some time to think in terms of how our repentance leads us forward as covenant people into a new life with each other and with Christ. And so let us pray. God, as we look into the world around us, we see suffering, we see despair, we see war-torn Syria, we see people escaping with their lives, we see natural disasters leaving people homeless and helpless. And so listen to our prayers of confession as we think toward the ways in which this coming year your covenant people can be a presence in the lives of worldwide suffering. And in our own nation, the place that we call home. Lord, as we look around, we consider what it means to be your presence, your people, in a nation that is torn, in which there is still poverty, in which there is fear and anger and divisions among people. A nation in which we are free to evangelize and yet... We keep the good news to ourselves. Lord, hear our confessions and hear our prayers of hope and lead us as to how we might be the body of Christ in our own nation, in our own place. and in our communities. The community in which we live and move and have our being. Lord, have we loved our neighbor? Have we cared for the needs of the sick, the poor, those who are lonely? Lord, there are people within our reach 
who have not heard the good news that you love them just as they are. And so how might we pray, God, lead us with your spirit to be the body of Christ right where we live, right within our reach? Who have we omitted from our lives? Who have we omitted from our congregation? And how might we bring them in? And in our church, where have we omitted our church and our lives and our schedules? Lord, where have we not participated in ministry that is wide open for us to be a part of? A place that you call us to serve right here. Where do we need to mend relationships? How can we be the strong body of Christ? Hear us as we pray. And God, as we examine our own lives and our own hearts, where are we not in line with your will for us and for that which you call us to do and who you call us to be? God, how might we give ourselves fully and unconditionally to you? As we enter into this time of renewal, we thank you for hearing our prayers. And now, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. And this body of Christ, this proves God's love for us. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, to God. God. Amen. Come for us to, the time has come for us to renew our covenant together. And uh, you, as you came in, you should have gotten a, a prayer card with this uh, Wesley Covenant prayer on us. This is a prayer that goes back, uh, like I said, uh, at the beginning of the service, to the very, very beginnings of our movement together. Uh, there are words that have been special in many people's lives and words that have um, struck me many times. And our hope for you is that this prayer, both in the praying of it in this moment that we will, we will do together, uh, that it will be real for you. And then our hope is that this will continue to be real for you in your life. And so I want to charge you with some ways that this can be real for you. And you can find those here on the back of your card. Um, if you want this covenant to be real, spend time with God. 
Not out of duty, not out of obligation, but because God, the creator of the universe, your savior, wants to spend time with you. And as you spend time with God, examine your life. Ask God to show you where your sins are. Ask God to reveal to you the secrets of your own heart. God knows. And so in searching your own heart through the power of God and lifting that up to God and confessing to God, it's a way for us to say yes to the renewal that God offers. And then uphold a spirit of awe. The earth is full of God's glory. Everywhere it's, acce- it's accessible to us. I've been reading a great book uh, by Tish Harrison Warren called The Liturgy of the Ordinary. And one of the things she, she talks about in that book is how when we brush our teeth every morning, we are encountering the God who made our very bodies. And, and we are experiencing the God who will renew us by raising us from the dead. Even in the most ordinary of things, the glory of God is right there for us. And then claim God's covenant. We claim God's covenant because we don't trust in ourselves. We trust in God. Again and again, we read in scripture how the people of God will fail God, but God remains steadfast to them. In a few moments, we'll pray the great thanksgiving. And every time we pray that prayer, we say these words. When we turned away and our love failed, God, your love remained steadfast. Claim God's covenant because God's love is steadfast for you. And then resolve to be faithful. The salvation that we have, the renewal that we have, it's a gift from God. But God has not made us robots. God has made us human beings. And so the choices that we make matter. This is the gift of God to us. So resolve to be faithful. Respond to the God who has said yes to you in Christ by saying yes to God. And then lastly, renew your covenant. We've given you a copy of this so you can take it home and maybe you put it in the visor in your car. Uh, I have a copy of this on on the mirror uh, in my bathroom. Maybe you put it in your office. Put this somewhere where you can see it. It can remind you of the covenant that you have made with God and that God has made with you. And so brothers and sisters, I invite you. We'll pray this together. It's right here. Uh, It's also will be on the screens. I invite you to pray this together. And as you do, if you'd like, you can lift up your hands. Most of all, open your hearts. If you'd like to, you can even kneel together. But let's turn and pray. God, I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low by you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and willingly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. Amen. Amen. As God's forgiven and reconciled and covenant people, let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God.